You're listening to the Marriage Project Podcast, episode number seven. Welcome back. I, as always, am so excited for this episode today, but I'm especially excited because of who's on the podcast, and it is Marty and Lori Hooper, who both have played such pivotal roles in my walk with the Lord. Pastor Marty is the missions pastor at our church, and he oversees the prayer ministry. He is definitely a prayer warrior, and Lori is as well, and has and continues to disciple women and encourages them to be all in for Jesus through the sharing of her testimony and being just real and transparent. But I'm passionate about this episode because of what they're passionate about. Both Marty and Lori are passionate about marriage, and they're passionate about God's Word. I think with a noisy, busy world, it's easy to put it aside and think, oh, I don't have time for that or not prioritize that. But what they share and continue to share with couples is that it's not them or anything they can say or do that will bring healing to any marriage, but it's the Word of God. And it is the Word of God that healed my life and continues to heal lives. And if you would, but just for a moment, sit with the Lord and ask Him to speak to you through His Word, you'd be amazed at what He wants to tell you and what He wants to share with you. And even if it's for 10 minutes you'll be so blessed. It can't be just an occasional thing. It has to be a daily thing, and they share that. And even if it is, like I said, for a brief 10 to 15 minutes, and right, it might not be easy, or we might not want to prioritize it, but I think it's more a matter of habit building and building a habit around reading your word every day. And they share that. They share much more, and I think you're going to be so blessed by today's episode and what they have to share. And I'm always encouraged when I walk away from a conversation with Marty and Lori, so I pray that that's the feeling today, that it's just a refreshment to your soul, a refreshment to your walk with the Lord, and that we would continually choose the heart and the whole that we wouldn't give in to the easy, but that we would press into the hard and sit with God and let him speak into the hard places of our hearts because it's there that he waters those dry patches in our hearts with his word. His word is the living water. It's what we need. We need it daily. And so with that, I just know you'll be blessed by this Q&A portion with Marty and Lori Hooper. So without any further ado, I present to you July's testimony behind the matrimony. So I'd like to welcome Pastor Marty Hooper and his lovely wife, Lori Hooper, on the podcast tonight. I just want to give a brief background because they have both played such a huge role in my walk with the Lord. And Pastor Marty, I don't know if you remember this, but you baptized me back in 2014. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. I know. So I wanted to share that. And I was able to join their teams, two teams that they led. And we went to Haiti and the Philippines. I have heard bits and pieces of your marriage story. What I want to hear from everyone is their testimony and who they were, what their life looked like before Christ. So can you guys tell us just a little bit about that before you encountered I would say for myself, you know, I just was a typical non-believer, didn't do anything right, uh, got married, had a few kids. Uh, And not to Lori. Oh, no, correct. Not to Lori. And like I said, I wasn't a believer. She wasn't a believer. And then it just started getting worse and worse. You know, we weren't getting along. Just a lot of 
things and a lot of it was my fault then god came in mm. and then when god came in and i started seeking the lord i was kind of hoping she would do the same but mm. she eventually kind of pulled away from me and then next thing you know she walked out on me and the, and the kids so i was a, a single dad with three kids tried to make it work she never came back so we just kind of moved on and and my goal was like you know what i've really blown it this time i just want to be the best single dad i can mm. and not even looking and the lord brought this beautiful lady into my life i was not looking for uh, anybody, anybody. <laughs> but i was reminded how it says in the, in uh, the bible at the first marriage that god brought the woman to uh, adam and i was always comforted by that because mm. i wasn't looking and so it was god's perfect fit and she's just been the perfect wife for me i mean none of us are perfect but she was the perfect match for me and it's just been a blessing and now this time getting married we from the very very beginning we put god first we didn't cross any of those lines before we got married we tried our best to keep pure and and did and we just did premarital counseling and went through all of those things and God has just blessed us yeah you know and so it's just it's Jesus says I'm the light of the world without me you're gonna walk in darkness and we kind of were but then we had the light went on and now it's like the marriage is like it's a totally difference because it's in the light versus in darkness oh uh, it's so good my side's not a whole lot different than Marty's then and it was actually my marriage falling apart and uh, other things that were happening mm-hmm. that eventually brought me to the Lord mm. and same thing I had a attitude that I was never going to get married again um, but thankfully God had other plans and I remember you telling me about where you came from like you were didn't you own no but I was very high up in business um, yeah I was a credit manager for an international company very much in business um you know, when they talk about the finer things in life, you know, I was very successful mm-hmm. in my career back then and uh, plenty of money, plenty of whining and dining. And um, that's that's not what the Lord counts as good. Mm-hmm. So, but very thankful that now things are different and yeah. I've been blessed with a very godly man. Did you feel God or the Lord take away those things, like extracted those things that were once like maybe valued highly in your life at one point you know what god took those things away before Mm. um it was taking those things away that actually brought me to my knees Mm. and realizing how much those things didn't matter that it was the lord that mattered right ended up my divorce with three kids and a minivan that's that was about it lost everything else but i wouldn't trade it I learned so many lessons and the fact that it brought me to the Lord, it's amazing. You know, we talked about this earlier that with all the marriage counseling Lori and I have done, we said that the two things that always keep a marriage from, any marriage from not getting healed from the Lord is that they're willing, unwilling to forgive or they're just unwilling to believe and, and to try to do the right thing. Right. Just like Lori, so we each had our two parents with three kids each, so we kind of did the Christian Brady Bunch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when you said that and when you told me that story before, I've always pictured that. Like the blue boxes around you guys. We even played that song on our reception. When oh, we were did you out. really? Yeah. Kind of okay, so that leads me to how you guys met. If you can briefly tell us that, I know there's a lot briefly, of good stuff there. I would say we met on the soccer field because our kids were in soccer, and like she said, they were the same ages. Four of the six kids were on the same team. Yeah, so that's right. Two of our boys were on the same team. Two of the girls were on the same team, and she caught my eye right up off the bat. But I, but I was not looking. Right. And by like the end, yeah, and by the end of the season, we had kind of started growing close, and I was like I felt I was getting too close because I just I just really you know I've blown it before I didn't really want to go down that road unless I was 100% sure right 
season was over, so we didn't see each other. We'd run each other once in a while at church because I found that she was going to harvest a little bit or at a supermarket or something. The very next season, I was going to coach two of my boys who were going to be on the same team. I look at the roster and her boy's on the roster. So I called her and says, hey, guess what? You know, she goes, oh, really? And, and then, then that she... day, I got my roster because I was coaching my daughter's team. Uh -huh. So I called him back and I said, oh, by the way, I just want you to know I'm coaching and your daughter's on my team. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then we just started spending more time with each other and I just saw how wonderful she was and fun and loving and that we both had faith in God. And, and I think we both kind of had said, okay, we've done it wrong in the past. We don't want to enter this unless we're doing it God's way. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but we both felt we wanted to serve God together. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a lady that wanted to serve the Lord with me and mm -hmm. she was looking for the same and so it's, the Lord just worked it all out and lined things up and it's just been an absolute blessing. Mm. And I love that you shared that what marriage is. I feel like in today's world, we hear an opposite message or something contradictory to that. That marriage is a ball and chain or just a piece of paper. You're saying something different. Well, I think the bottom line is the Lord's in it because, you know, right. God created the heavens and the earth. He created mankind and he was the one who created man and said after he said everything was good he says it's not good that man is alone and he brought the wife to, to adam he started marriage and then he gave us the, the bible he gave us the rule book he gave us the power of the holy spirit to live the christian life he gave us prayer so we could communicate with god he gave us the church to help us if we have any challenges so he's given us everything because he knows the difference between a man and a woman he knows what's inside us right. and so and marriage does take work i'm yeah. not going to say that yeah. it's <clears throat> a ball and chain because right. it's not at all but it does take work right you know, it's dying to self. There's times that, okay, what do I want versus what does he want? But what would God want me to do in this situation? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think for us, we even noticed mm -hmm. that um, if we have disagreements, it doesn't take long before the Holy Spirit convicts us and kind of like, okay, what are, you, what are you doing here? You know, it's not worth arguing about things. We need to figure it out the way God would want us mm -hmm. to and realize that it's each other is the blessing that the Lord's given to us. Right. He says the husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church, which is an unconditional sacrificial love, just like Jesus had for us when he went on the cross. Right. And the wife is just supposed to respect her husband as the church respects Jesus. And when you do your part, it's just glorious. And even if your other mate maybe isn't doing their part, if you do your part, often it can um, inspire the other person to want to do their part. And that's why the, the, the biggest thing is just putting God first. Like she said, when you put mm -hmm. God first and you're, you're focused on what your role is, not pointing out her faults, mm -hmm. but just being, you know, unconditionally loving and respecting your mate and allowing God to mold you, draw you closer to each other. I remember when we were dating, mm -hmm. we would be reading, and it's just amazing how many times the Lord would give us the same verses, and we'd be looking at them, and like, that's kind of crazy, wow. but we had a lot of good times where we got to talk about those things, and it was nice because you, you see the Lord building your relationship. Instead of you struggling or striving to build it, you see the Lord building it. Yeah. So that just makes me think, because you guys 
did a lot of premarital and marriage counseling. How, you guys still do it today? Occasionally not as much as I've become a pastor, but okay. we did a lot of counseling yeah. of married couples. And it was a blessing to us. And I think because of our past, right. we have more of a passion for mm-hmm. marriage. And I think both of us like really dug in, okay, what does the Bible say about marriage? I want to know what the role of the husband is. And mm-hmm. she wanted to know what the role of the wife was. So we went above and beyond to just learn everything mm-hmm. the scripture would say. But then we were able to take that into counseling. And uh, like I said, God has all the answers. So it was great to see a lot of marriages healed. Yeah. Even ones that, you know, you would think there's no oh. way. But yeah. the Lord, see, the Lord loves marriage. And in fact, he says he hates divorce. And so he wants us to do everything we can to make that marriage work. And sadly, a lot of people, uh, they give up easy. They get swayed by the things of the world and the culture. But if, if they're following God and know that God loves the marriage, then they're going to try to do what God uh, wants them to do. And he always works it out. Yeah. We saw that a lot of times. The one thing I look at when it came to a lot of the couples that we counseled, they would say, well, I'm just not out in love anymore. I've fallen out of love. And really, it's a choice. And that's that's the one thing we see is that every day I choose to love Marty. And he chooses to love me. Right. And, and that means that's unconditional. Right. Because there's a lot of things that I know that I do in my life. God has chosen to give me his love and his grace. And many times when a person can get over that instead of realizing they haven't fallen out of love, they've just chosen to look at the negative instead of the positives. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So what would you guys, if someone were to come in, I'm sure you guys saw this, like counseling someone or telling them, or what would you tell them, I guess, if they were saying, okay, that's great. I want to do that with my spouse, but that other spouse isn't willing to get into God's word. They might be growing in God's word and then the spouse isn't. It's obedience to the Lord, irregardless of what your mate does. And often with that obedience to the Lord, it can prompt a reciprocal response in that other person. But a lot of times people they either lose heart or they give up or they just don't believe it. But God can give you such a joy even in the midst of a marriage that's not going well to where he's the one that's giving you the strength that you need and the fulfillment and the affirmation, if you will. And often when that person just focuses on their relationship with the Lord, the other person who's probably already miserable because their marriage is terrible, all of a sudden sees in that other person, they have a joy and a confidence, even though things aren't going good and they're loving them unconditionally. And often that's just going to draw them to want to do their part. God calls us to be the best spouse that we can be. And it's not conditioned on what the other spouse does. And I think um, I have seen a lot of women, because obviously I talk to women more, um, except when we do couples. Mm -hmm. Um, If they, again, make that choice to seek God, to get into God's word, to read what God says about forgiveness and to read about what God says about being a godly wife Mm -hmm. and start to do those things, even though it's difficult not having the reciprocal feelings from their spouse, I can't tell you how many times we've seen once they do that, how the spouse realizes, the husband realizes what he's missing because the wife has gone and, and done that. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is I think it's good when the wife chooses not to play Holy Spirit. A lot of times it's coming in pointing fingers at each other. But when the wife says, okay, what is it that I need to do? And, of course, obviously the husband needs to do the same. How do I need to change? Right. We've seen so many marriages healed, yeah. and it's all the Lord's doing. So someone wanted to know about emotional intimacy or how you stay connected, even though there's like the busyness or craziness of life. 
She said earlier that marriage takes work, mm -hmm. and you've got to make time for that because it doesn't often it doesn't just happen in the busyness of life with kids and paying bills and working and you know family and all kinds of different things. You need to make time, and where we would make sure we got a sitter for the kids and we would go away for a week. But you want to just keep the flame going, right. you know. And so we've had a really good marriage, and I think that's the reason why because we've been intentional on it. You know, right. and it's been said you'll make time for the things that are important. Right. You know, a guy will make time for his golf game if he loves golf or whatever, you know, but you not. Know, we love each other. We love our marriage. We value it. So we want to make sure that we take that time. And she's been real good to remind me if I'm, let's say, I'm getting kind of driven at work and overtaxed and she's like, honey, we need some time together. And sure enough, we take time together. It's like, man, you were right. I think, I think in a lot of times, especially with young couples, with having young kids, it can be a lot more difficult because there's so much going on, especially once they start school and sports and other things like that. But that doesn't mean, in, and you might not be able to get away as much, but there's still so many things you can do throughout the day. Yeah. You send little text messages, you know, yeah. um, even hit a little emoji button. Just something that lets your spouse know that you're thinking of them. Yeah. Well, I know when I was working construction, she would put a note in my lunch. I mean, every day, every single day. And it was just, it was almost comical at work because the guys would see me open it after asking <laughs> questions. And so it was a good witness and testimony. But it was a blessing to me. And she just, that was just her little way of just showing me, hey, I'm thinking and, of you. And it wasn't like a big, long letter. It was yeah. just a little, a little note. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that kind of keep that spark going. You know, and, and, and like we were saying about being intentional, I think, for instance, we would always make sure we went to bed at the same time, mm. you know, instead of doing different hours, because then you can start drifting away, you know, and then she would pretty much get up mostly when I get up. We would purposely try to make that extra time with each other. Each day we would make a pledge to each other. We would just recommit to each other every single day. I mean, it sounds corny, but it was like, no, I want to, I, I really mean it. I want this as a woman that, you know, she's my best friend. And, yeah. We want to honor our marriage vows. So we would just pretty much every day just recommit. I we like, still do that 21 yeah. years. Really? I yeah. know you guys just celebrated your 21st yeah. wedding anniversary, right? Yeah. Was it or last, last week, week now? Yeah, it was a few days ago, yeah. Yeah, but that's so good. I feel like as humans, we're forgetful people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So everything everything in that. life will kind of run down in the negative by itself if it's left, you know, the default mode, if you will. Right. And so you have to make an effort. And so we do. We value our marriage. And so we make a lot of efforts to do things for each other. And she's just a real blessing. She blesses me all the time, which makes me want to bless her and vice versa. And well, you have to be intentional. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. You yeah. you really have to. Because Satan would like nothing more than to get in there and wreak havoc and divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. And it's our job not to let that happen. One thing that we'll tell couples often when they're, like she says, to a point where we don't love each other and all this kind of stuff. And often we'll say, you know what? That's still the same person you fell in love with years ago when you said, I want to spend my life with this person. I go, but things have gotten in the way. Right. You've gotten busy. Some things have happened. But God wants to reconcile. That's his desire. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is, especially as a Christian marriage, we tell this to the couples a lot. The Bible talks about the armor of God. Mm -hmm. You know, and as a couple, you got to kind of have your shield and your sword and kind of stand back to back against the enemy. What happens is when we get in an argument, we take though that shield and that sword and we turn on each other. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that it's the enemy is prompting us to yeah. be at odds with each other. And that's what he wants because he hates marriage. Because mm -hmm. marriage glorifies the Lord. And yeah. actually when we're 
if you're fighting against each other, Satan just sits back and laughs. Yeah, he's yeah. not even doing anything anymore. Satan does not like a godly marriage because it does it brings so much fruit and does so much good for the kingdom and for everybody around him. He hates it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, going back to what Marty was talking about with those couples, one of the things that we would have them do is write down the five things that drew them to love each other from the beginning. And when you go through that, and mm -hmm. just to see the couples, we make them look at each other and tell them those things. Yeah. And it's like you can almost see them start to melt, that mm. hard outer shell that's been built up. You can kind of see it start diminishing right. because they're going back and saying, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot about those things. All these things that we just said, those are just biblical things the Lord tells mm -hmm. us to do. We're supposed to be forgiving. We're supposed to show grace. We're to use our speech to build up, not to put down. We're not to gossip. We're not to, mm -hmm. you know, we're to, all these things that we're telling are basically what the Bible tells. And when they put them into practice, it's amazing. Just watching the Lord start to do the work. Someone else is wondering, as a couple, knowing another couple going through a divorce, how or what could they tell them? I think kind of like what we said, I go, this is not God's will for you. You know, and God wants to heal it. And yeah. he, he has all the answers. And I understand it's hard and you're going through different things, but we'd love to sit down and talk with you about it, show you what the Bible says. Yeah. But God does not want it to go the direction. He loves his, your marriage more than mm -hmm. you do. We tell people that a lot. Yeah. You know, that God loves your marriage more than you do. Mm. And uh, But you need to have you need to ask for his help and be willing to do it this way. Yeah. Was it Anne Greenwald that said something? A marriage is... Too good too, for givers. Too good for mm. givers. Mm. That's yes. huge. Forgiveness is really huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And extending grace. And and there's nothing that we have gone through or seen in marriages that God can't heal. I right. mean, we have seen, you know, from abandoning, walking out on your marriage to infidelity to actually being using and anger and mm -hmm. any of that. If the couple is decides to really be committed, God heals all marriages. It's not yeah. us. We just take right. it to right. the word. We've had quite a few that have come through and they've had adultery and um, you know Jesus gives the allowance for adultery and then they'll, and they'll say something like that and I'll say well it's an allowance but it's not his desire he'd rather see restoration right. and we, we point them to the fact that you can bring so much glory to God by allowing him to restore your marriage right. and we've seen it plenty of times where you fall deeper in love with that person because mm -hmm. you've gone through some stuff some suffering if you will that will draw you even closer. And, and God wants to, to do a work in your yeah. in your marriage in that way. And, yeah. and it's going to bless your kids, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors. Everybody that knows your story, you are going to let God's glory just go out. And so yeah. really kind of point them to not giving in to the to mm -hmm. self, which is what the world says, mm -hmm. and to, uh, to be selfless and say, no, I want to serve God and I want to glorify Him. We have one couple that I can just think of everything that they went through. The wife... She she was done, but yet she was reading her Bible every day, and she just felt the Lord telling her, you're not done. And eventually, a husband repented, but there was still so much hurt that had been done, as well as with his children. And it took a while, but this man, the more he decided to get into God's Word and read what God wanted him to do, the more forgiveness um, was there. He would do things for his wife, and he goes, she'd say, I have a husband I, I never thought I would have. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. He's doing things I always wished. Mm -hmm. And eventually, he not only reconciled with his wife, 
But with his children, the relationship that this family has now, they are not only are they serving the Lord, but his kids are their kids are serving the Lord. And they will say, it's because we see the change that our dad went through mm-hmm. and my mom forgiving my dad. The impact of that is just amazing. So God truly does bring beauty from the ashes. Amen. There are verses in the Bible that do talk about adultery being a reason. It's an allowance. An allowance, that's what you said. And really, I think the the only time I would think that you would really go that way is if it was a repeated offense over and over and over. They were showing no repentance and it was over a long duration. It's like, you know, they're not even thinking of changing. But often, somebody will fall into that sin and realize the error of their way and and want to come back. And, you know, the Bible says that as a Christian, if you're not willing to forgive others, how can you receive God's forgiveness? Part of it is what many people are just thinking of themselves, like my pain and me and me and me, instead of, okay, what's the big picture? If we heal this marriage, it's not only going to glorify the Lord, it's going to bless my children. Like I said, every other relationship around me is going to be just so much better versus little old me. But even little old me is going to be better when you put God first. They say the grass is greener on the other side. And it's not the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener wherever you water it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's and that's the whole thing with comparing. It's like yeah. God calls you to do your part. And if you're all in with being obedient to what God's called you to do, then loving or respecting your spouse, irregardless of what they're doing, yeah. you'd be surprised at the results that you'll see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For anyone listening that might be in that place, they're dating, um, in that premarital stage, desiring to stay pure. I know you guys talked about that. Um, and your dating engagement season, what do you advise them? Well, first of all, it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not going to say it's not. Yeah. Because it is, especially when you know that this is a person you're going to be with. And right. those are natural feelings that God gives us, but they are to be controlled until that time where that's God's wedding gift. It's mm. not his engagement gift. It's his wedding gift to a married couple. Yeah. Take precautions. If you really want God's blessing, you need to do it God's way. And that's all the way. And yeah. so many times we hear couples, well, we're going to get married anyways. We're already engaged. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what God says. Yeah. Um, so to take those precautions, be with other people. I know we've met several, several couples mm-hmm. that... They just had to say, we can't even kiss anymore because Mm. it's so tempting. Set those boundaries and set them at the beginning. I think that's also a gift back to the Lord. When you stand at the altar and you have waited until your wedding night, you are able to glorify the Lord in front of all of those people. And then to have God's full blessing on your life. Because what happens with this is... um, you know, the Bible talks about delayed gratification. You know, there's some things that are good, but in God's timing. And when you wait to that wedding night, it is so worth the wait. It is just an amazing thing. But if you cross that line earlier, which the devil will whisper those things, hey, you're going to get married anyway, what's the big deal? Don't be right. a fanatic, blah, blah. And then Keep all of a sudden, you are full of shame. And you also realize, wow, we jumped in there, we gave into the flesh. And, and often, that will carry over in other areas. They'll give into the flesh and buying something right off the spur of the moment. They don't have the money and and other areas too in their life. And I think the other thing is you want to make sure you go to some premarital counseling. I think that was very helpful to us Mm -hmm. where they give you a lot of areas to really think about 
to prepare you. When it's just the two of you and you're dating, you're on your best behavior, you know, you know, you got your perfume on, your hair made up, you're <laughs> laughing at each other's jokes, and then you go home to your house, and, you know. Yeah. But when you get married, all of a sudden, you're 24-7. I still laugh at your jokes. You do. <laughs> That's grace right there. But, I mean, all of a sudden, you got two, two sinners that are living together, even though they, oh, they yeah, love each other. Good. But then all of a sudden, you start seeing different things you didn't think about before. Oh, gosh, yeah. So the premarital counseling, I think, was a really good help for us, and I think it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. And plus, you know, right now, it's even more difficult because the world, everything the world says oh, yeah. is go for it. You know, what do you have to lose? And or you got to try it before the test drive. Yes. And that stuff, yeah. yeah. Stuff. And, yeah. and so the world, everything is against what God tells you to do. Right. But I also know couples that were engaged and they had that attitude, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're getting married anyways. And then they didn't get married. Mm. And so anytime you, you have that intimacy with somebody else, when you finally do get married, those thoughts are still going to be there. Right. You know, oh, look at this isn't the same. This isn't the same. Mm -hmm. And there's that comparison. And, and that's not what God has intended it to be. Right. God has intended you to focus solely on your mm -hmm. husband or wife. Right. At that purity conference, you did a couple, what are those called? Not analogies. Object lessons? Yes. <laughs> you have so many of those. <laughs> well, one was you had the donuts. We still oh. have to get donuts. Oh. Can you tell them what that is? Yeah, Intimacy, physical intimacy, even emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. I just read a book last summer called Emotional Purity. And I think sometimes emotional intimacy is more difficult yeah. than physical. Right. Because you're so intertwined with that person at, right. that, at this point. Well, the donut, basically what I did is I just had four or five guys. They lined up. They would be the ones dating. And the girl would just lick the donut uh -huh. and then give a piece of it to the guy. And so every time, you know, had more of that donut, the guy towards the end got the yuck part. Which was her spouse or yeah, husband it would be your spouse and how much of it wasn't there anymore it was kind of the, like yucky leftover right of it yeah and then of course the duct tape that's not an original one but that you put that duct tape together and it's just like when you have sex you know right. the two become one mm -hmm. and you are now joined together not only physically but a part of your heart and the, the emotional part of it. And if you try to take those two pieces apart or duct tape, they never come clean. Right. It's always, you always leave a part behind. And so that's just an analogy that when you are intimate with someone, especially for, for ladies, because we were more emotional. Right. When you do that, you've already given a part of yourself, your emotion mm -hmm. to that other person. Yeah. And you, you're just fueling or giving Satan fuel yeah. to use to make you feel guilty. You know, one thing we didn't point out, but um, this would be probably the top recommendation when you are dating. Anytime you go out on a date before you go, pray for the Lord's covering over you. I think that is probably one of the best things that a couple can do, whether they are just starting to date or whether they are already engaged. Mm -hmm. But every time come together, ask for the Lord's hand of protection. In regards to first year of marriage and the blending, you're talking about living together, hopefully for the first time, because there's, I mean, statistics about even living together prior to marriage. Have you guys had early on, like in the first year of marriage or second year of marriage, couples coming in? Or what would you maybe advise them if they're just having a hard time living together, that situation of blending 
I think a lot of that is, as Marty was talking about before, a lot of the things that you're going to encounter your first year mm -hmm. is done in the premarital counseling. And you deal with that. Some of it, I remember the biggest one I think for us we looked at was communication mm -hmm. and nonverbal communication. What are you saying without using words? Mm -hmm. Or even tone. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it's that getting to know one another. But yeah, we've had couples that you know, their first year of marriage, they're like struggling. They don't know how to deal with, with different things. And it's, it's getting to know the other person. Mm -hmm. Again, it all goes back to, you know, that grace, giving yeah. that grace. It also goes back, as we said before, about your personal relationship with the Lord. That's really the most important. It's not even your marriage. It's right. that husband and wife each have their own personal relationship. And as she had said, with every couple that we, we come across, either both of them or one of them are not in God's word every day. And so one of the things that we'll get to do is we'll meet with them every week and we'll get them into what are daily devotions where they're able to get in the Word every day and those kind of shows what God showed them. And often, just within a week or two, God will start changing those people without us, without our counsel, just from God's Word. And so if you're a married person in that first year of marriage and you're in the Word every single day, you're regularly going to be reading about forgiveness and grace and, and using your tongue to build up and not put down and to work together and that the marriage is first before the kids and all these biblical truths are going to help you. You're going to be solidified in them, but you're also going to get that regular encouragement when you're in the word about doing the right thing, wisdom with right decisions, uh, the courage to keep on keeping on when you don't feel like it. I mean, that, that's so huge. Just your own yeah. personal walk with the Lord. So is there any like book recommendations? I would think one of the best books that her and I have come across is Love and Respect. Oh. Because mm. it just gets to it gets right down to the basic two commands that God gives one for the husband, one for the wife. But it also has a really good job of uh, explaining the difference between how a man thinks and how a wife. And, and how that, because we don't huge. know because we don't know that yeah. difference, we read into it right. uh, something that's not true on both both parts. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good resource. Yes, I, I agree. There is things that real eye opener, and I think once you see it from a different perspective, it is a little different right? the way you respond to things. Yeah, Yeah. if I had to give one book outside of the Bible to a married couple, that would be it. That'd be it. Hands down. There's yeah. a couple other good ones, but that one's really good. Parting words? You and your wife serving of the Lord together makes you realize that's what we're supposed to do. Because when you look at that teaching in Ephesians, we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Yeah. He's supposed to submit to the authority the husband is under the Lord, as the church does right. to the um, husband. And then later on it says, this is a great mystery, because I'm talking about Christ and the church. So when you realize that your marriage is like a mission field, if you right. will, the, the mm. way that you love each other. But then as you're going in the mission field or, or doing certain things at, uh, together, then you're really reminded more of that. And I think it even mm -hmm. solidifies your relationship even more. One other thing I was thinking about is we would notice that there's a tendency just to have the killer wedding. Yeah. And we would always say, you know, God is more concerned with your marriage and your wedding. And we'd say wedding is like a, an afternoon, uh, but the marriage is a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So don't spend so much focus on that that you got, you lose your joy and it has to be perfect. But put your time and money. Like for me, I think the honeymoon was probably the best week of my life. Yeah. And seriously. Because it was just her and I, yeah. and we were just getting to know each other. And, mm -hmm. and then sometimes we hear about some couple, they're going to have this big old wedding. And, mm. and they're going, well, we're going to spend one night here. And then maybe in a couple months, we're going to go to Cancun or something. I'm like, right. you know, go right now. Yeah. Get, get a honeymoon. You, you want that beginning start. That's yeah. super important. But you want to focus on, I want a great marriage, not right. a great wedding. I mean, you right. want a good wedding, but if you put the wedding before the marriage, you're missing it. Right. 
Well, you know, the other thing, too, is they were talking about spending the money on, on the wedding. We've actually had couples that have spent so much money and put right. so much stress on the wedding. Right. That now they come back and right away they mm -hmm. are financially strapped. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that now leads to difficulties. Right. You want to have a nice wedding for sure. But you don't need the extravagant. Right. part of it right you want to be married and you want to be an example to those people that are that are at your wedding mm -hmm. and to honor God you, and you want to start your wedding your marriage by honoring God from the beginning and that includes with your finances yeah that's really good actually can I ask you guys about finances mm -hmm. one quick thing did you guys talk about that stuff before you were married, when does that start happening? The you, financial conversations. I know it might be different for well, everyone a little bit, but I think that number one, when once you're married, you yeah. need to have joint accounts. Yeah. There should not be separate accounts anymore yeah. because you are one and and if you trust that person enough to marry them, yeah. then you should trust them with the finances yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I know couples that just have separate accounts and it always makes one of the spouses wonder mm. what's going on. Yeah. And so that, that, you know, you, you want to just cut that out from the beginning right. as far as while they're dating, you just keep it separate because it's not I do until you actually say I do. Right. And yeah. you know, should something happen now you've combined things and it just creates a big mess. Yeah. Um, I just had a thought as we close out. Would you mind praying, Pastor Marnie, over those who listen or oh, those who are listening or for the married couples and dating couples? Father, we come before you and we're just so grateful that you were the one that designed marriage. Lord, you created the heavens and the earth. You created everything on the earth. You created mankind. You even saw the aloneness of mankind and you brought the wife to him. Mm -hmm. And Lord, you have ordained marriage. It's a picture of Christ's love for the church, uh, the husband's love for his wife. And as the wife submits to the leadership of the husband, it's a symbol of the church's submission to Christ, Lord. And that's how you've made us, Lord. And it's a, a representation of, of that Jesus went to the cross to die for our sins. And we can have eternal life through faith in him. And Lord, I pray for any couple that's listening here that they would just recognize that marriage is an absolute blessing. But we need to do it God's way. God has all the answers. God has all the directions. God can fix and correct and heal and help in any way if we just look to him. His word is so rich and powerful. It has everything we need to know about marriage, Lord. And I pray any marriage would realize that God, we've seen God heal so many marriages. And if a couple is really willing to do their part, what God would have them to do, that he can do a great work. And I just pray every couple would realize that marriage is just an absolute blessing from the Lord. And so just bless everyone listening to this. We ask in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Be sure to leave a review or comment in the Apple Podcast comment section or head over to the website www.themarriageproject.co to share your marriage story and follow along on Instagram at The Marriage Project Co.